If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hugh Virtual Chat. And are you getting mixed messages? I don't know. I, I, I feel confused. It's like, close the borders, nobody crossing, but yet, well, now we can allow certain people to cross the border to be reunited with their loved ones. Maybe it's a family reunion with people from other, another country, or you could be simply travelers from the U.S. and you're driving up to Alaska. So uh, maybe a little stop in Banff to see the beautiful wildlife. But anyways, um, and then Disney World opened. So things must be back to normal. But then <laughs> we just read 77,000 new cases in the U.S. alone last week. And the numbers are slowly creeping up here in Canada and even in Manitoba. We have now 18 or more new active cases. So what does that all mean? Is the second wave coming? Will the vaccine be here in time? Who will get the vaccine? What are the side effects? So many things left unknown, but today we are talking about babies. What could be more joyful than bringing your own child into this world. And with everything that's going on, it still is a beautiful thing. So we will have a mom on with her first baby and she'll share her stories on this whole craziness and what should have been the best time of her life and now possibly filled with a lot of angst and the unknown. But anyways, we're gonna wait to open the doors and welcome all of our great guests today. Graham is still on holidays, but he's doing a great job. Hi, Kirsten. Hey, is that Jesse? Hi, Jesse. And I think Susie's there too. Great. Yes. Hi, Susie. Oh, it's good to see you. So we're talking. Uh, and first of all, congratulations to you, Jesse. Um, a proud mama. So in this crazy, crazy time, I mean. Wow, this is, it, it is a beautiful moment. And so I want to welcome Jesse Montgomery and, uh, you know, um, introduce us to your new baby. Just, uh, you might be muted. You might have to unmute yourself, Jesse. You might have to just unmute yourself. Can you hear me now? Yes. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Yay. Yeah, so this is Axel. He's a little bit uh, fussy today, so that's why I kind of have him on me. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's it's amazing being like that. I'm a first time mom, uh, so this is a whole new experience for me. It's very very exciting. 
so I'm learning as I go, just like just like everyone. But um, you know, my background in in fitness has really helped me through recovery and helped me uh, feel a lot more confident. Yes. So in, just uh, so I just wanted to say that uh, Jesse is with Flex Fitness and also uh, like a a fitness model too as well as a trainer before that. Jesse, maybe just uh, a little yeah. Bit. So, I've uh, I've competed in uh, five bodybuilding shows. Uh, so I'm really specialized in building muscle tone, uh, burning body fat, and basically getting as lean as possible for that stage presentation. Uh, so, uh, fitness modeling kind of comes along with that. Cause I'm sure you see a yep. lot in the magazines, people like super, super lean. You can see like all of their muscles. Um, so yeah, so I've done lots of that in the past. So I've been doing that for about guess, seven years now. Um, I've been a trainer for seven years. I started my bodybuilding shows basically right away. As soon as I became a trainer, um, I've been with flex fitness for about two and a half years now and I'm originally from Niagara Falls Ontario wow so, yeah so I came all the way to Winnipeg actually I was uh visiting Sandman Hotel which is where Flex Fitness is mm -hmm. uh so I was visiting that hotel and I had met Alistair and he had mentioned that you know he wants to expand um Flex Fitness and he wants to have a female trainer because uh he wanted to uh, you know, open up the amount of clientele because some some women are just more comfortable having a female trainer. So, mm -hmm. especially with my experience in bodybuilding, and I have some experience in pre and postnatal training as well. Uh, so that was uh, a big bonus. <laughs> so yeah, so I've definitely learned to kind of apply the training that I have in the past with my current situation, but it definitely. You really don't know until you experience it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, first of all, I mean, I guess this is a very unusual time, especially being pregnant and delivery too as well. So, what was the experience like for you, I guess, uh, Jesse? you know, being pregnant and then, you know, being thrown into this whole pandemic? Uh, it was quite a shock uh, at the beginning because when it first all happened, I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to, uh, you know, deliver in a hospital normally. Like it was a little bit of anxiety leading up to it. Uh, it was really nice being pregnant and being able to stay home though. <laughs> uh, because if any of you have been pregnant before, you understand that it, it does get hard to move in the later days and you get a uh, lack of energy. Uh, you, yeah, you're just more tired, your feet get sore. Um, so being able to be at home and spend more time with my, uh, my boyfriend and just have less stress, um, you know, with work and stuff. So it was, yeah, it was, it was just really nice not having a super stressful schedule. Um, as crazy as it was with everything going on, I kind of learned to find peace within myself and just learn to, uh, you kind of cope with things at home and do my home exercises and just try and keep the stress as low as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
and yeah, so delivering in the hospital was was pretty crazy. Uh, my mom actually, so as I told you, I'm from Niagara Falls. Uh, so my mom really wanted to be here for the birth of her grandson. Uh, so she had to self uh, isolate for 14 days before she came to Winnipeg. Uh, she had gotten multiple COVID-19 tests. So she had gotten two tests, one in Niagara Falls and then one when she got here. And then we had found out that uh, it didn't matter if she had self-isolated. It didn't matter if she had gotten the tests. Uh, she would not be able to come into the hospital regardless if she was coming from Ontario. Uh, so that was a bit of a heartbreaking situation because I'm like, oh, no, what if he's born early and it's not within that 14 days? And I, I really wanted my mom there just because she's been a really uh, good support system for me. Um, so yeah, so she came in, or Axel was born on the 15th day of her quarantine. So luckily, she was actually able to come into the hospital, but that was a bit of a crazy situation. Um, and then in the hospital, I was I was only allowed to have two visitors. So my mom came and then my boyfriend stayed with me the whole time. And um, it was it, it was a little bit unfortunate though because you always hear you know uh, walking is a good is a great way to you know move along labor uh, so I couldn't I wasn't actually allowed to walk through the hospital or anything like that so that was I think one of the things that made my labor so long I actually was in labor for three days <laughs> oh no yeah it was it was crazy. So on that, that third day, um, you know, I was just basically just in bed. I couldn't, I couldn't leave. I couldn't walk around or do anything. Um, so finally they, they are just like, all right, you know what, this baby's not going to come naturally. You've got to do the C-section. So I feel like, I strongly feel like that's one of the reasons why my labor took so long because I wasn't allowed to walk around the hospital or, or anything like that, which normally you would be able to do. Right. Well, you couldn't do a few squats or a few jumping jacks there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I was, <laughs> I was able to do the stability ball, like the yoga ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was using that. I'd kind of position myself in different uh, positions on the ball, which kind of helped a little bit, but I just, my body just wanted to walk. I just wanted to go and I just, I couldn't. And I felt like so held back because I wasn't able to do that. And I was walking before I went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I got there and I just had to lay down, I was kind of just in shock. I was like, I want to move. I want to, you know, get this, this baby coming out. But it, yeah. So yeah, I did do some, some things on the ball. I did do some, uh, some squats actually I did a few of those um I mean they weren't very deep squats considering my belly was so big <laughs> but um yeah I that was that was all I could really do unfortunately but and kind yeah. of walk in circles but it, it it wasn't it wasn't the same that's for sure oh wow <laughs> I mean he's he's very healthy and he's quite content <laughs> he's very content he was he was a little upset when I first started talking, but I think now he's soothed. <laughs> he wants to join in the conversation. Well, ladies yeah. <laughs> and, and Susie, 
you want I have to say, look at this head of hair on your little guy. I know, right? I had a baby like that, lots of hair. Um, congratulations. And I Thank guess these, you. These, these little people will forever be known as uh, possibly the COVID babies or the COVID yeah. babies born during these times. So. The year of 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Susie? Hi, everyone. Yeah, good morning. Congratulations, Jesse. Thank you so much. It doesn't get any less special. A baby is always a wonderful thing. So yeah, that's so great. And I just hope that you're feeling good and that you're taking care of yourself because happy mama equals happy, healthy baby. So that's the most important yes. thing. <laughs> yes, for sure. So let's talk about post-pregnancy, Jesse, and how you get your body back into shape. I mean, because that's that's your, your your wheelhouse, right? Or is that yeah? Or is that not even a, a care right now? Well, uh, when actually I was, you know, delivering, one of my biggest fears was having a C-section uh, because it is such an invasive surgery, and they cut through your abdominal wall, and that to me scared me like crazy because I knew that it would be harder for me to recover from that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know what? It's It's been three weeks and I feel like I'm going on walks every single day, uh, at least an hour walk. Uh, I'm able to, you know, bend over, pick my baby up, you know, move around freely with my baby. And I definitely believe that being so physically active throughout my pregnancy and before my pregnancy has allowed me to recover so much uh, faster since uh, having the C-section. So I'm very, very happy that I, I stayed physically active. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have heard some horror stories, so it definitely freaked me out. But it's not as bad if you are physically active, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, am, I can't do any exercise right now so I can't really do that until I'm at my six week mark mm -hmm. although I feel like I could just get up and go right now I need to you know take it slowly and you know just listen to my body a little bit more uh, but the main focus uh, throughout my pregnancy and uh, you know once I hit the six week mark is going to be uh, restoring my uh, pelvic floor and transverse abdominis muscles so your pelvic floor are the muscles that kind of get very weak when you're pregnant. They, they loosen, they stretch out. Uh, so it's very important to uh, focus on training those muscles throughout your pregnancy. Uh, it, can, it can actually, like I was saying, it can make you recover a lot faster and uh, make it a lot easier on your body. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Kegel exercises. Yes. <laughs> so the Kegel exercises are a huge help. I know just, just do your Kegels every single day when you're pregnant. Uh, I was doing them three times a day for at least five minutes at a time. Wow. Uh, and although it might, see, it might not seem like that much, it actually is quite hard if you do it properly. Uh, so I was really doing that. Um, and when you're pregnant, you can't really train your core uh, because your your core muscles are getting 
very stretched out. Um, so I actually developed something called diastasis recti. So it's very, very common in, in pregnant women, about two thirds of pregnant women experience this. It's when your abdominal wall starts to separate. It's right oh, around oh. your belly button. Uh, so your rectus abdominis kind of uh, separates a little bit. Uh, so that being said, your abdominals are going to be very, very, very weak after that happens. So you need to start training uh, very slowly. So that's something that uh, I've really had to listen to because I'm a bodybuilder. So I train very intense. Uh, <laughs> I like to, you know, uh, sweat, sweat, sweat and push my max every single time. But it's just not realistic going right back into that program. Uh, you know, even once I get the clearing for exercise, it's really important to just start things really, really slowly. Uh, so yeah, focusing on strengthening the uh, pelvic floor muscles and your transverse abdominus, which is your, your lower ab muscles. Uh, so that's your deep inner core muscles that you can work on through breathing techniques uh, and just really creating a mind muscle connection when you're doing certain exercises and just keeping in mind when, even if you're doing something as simple as like a squat or, uh, you know, a lunge, getting the breathing technique and uh, connecting with your pelvic floor muscles is going to give you the uh, most optimal results and prevent you from, uh, you know, damaging those muscles more than they already have been during pregnancy. So maybe uh, when you, you talked about the breathing aspect of it, so is it inhaling as you're going, say where you're doing a lunge, yeah. is it inhaling as you're going forward and then exhale or is, how does that work when you're talking? About yeah, so say if you're doing a lunge, uh, when you are going down, so I wouldn't start right off with like a forward lunge. Say if you're just doing a stationary lunge, just straight down. Uh, you would take a deep breath in and mm -hmm. as you breathe in, you want to kind of imagine your rib cage as a 360 umbrella, 360 okay. degree umbrella. So you want to expand your chest, expand your belly, just get as wide as you can, mm -hmm. fill everything up with air as you're going down into the lunge or sorry, at the top of the lunge, you do that. And then you go down into the lunge. Mm -hmm. And then as you come back up, is when you push out and then you push out through your lower belly, then your middle belly, and then release from your chest. And you want to imagine your belly coming up and in as you're exhaling out, as you come up into the lunge. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm just trying to envision it. We might have to try it, but <laughs> I know I, I wish I could just show you right now, but I <laughs> <laughs> wish I got, I know you could just put them in a sling and then you can, you know, do your own uh, zoom kind of class for uh, postnatal exercise. Yes. I am. Yeah. And I've talked with Alistair who's, who's also with flex fitness. Uh, I've spoke with him about, um, you know, sh sharing my, uh, my post-pregnancy exercise program. So yes. I'll definitely be doing that, um, posting on my Instagram and I would love to do another zoom chat. Uh, we need to do like a, a group exercise class like I would love to share my um, my workouts with you guys definitely yes you know so yeah it was a question and I'll leave, I'll leave it to Kristen and, and Susie to chime in too but um, were there a lot of 
pregnancies when you're in the hospital? Um, you know what? It was actually, it felt like a ghost town. (laughs) It really felt like a ghost town. It was, uh, it was nice because I felt like I had lots of care from the nurses and the doctors. Uh, and they, I believe they had the room spaced out. Uh, I, again, I wasn't able to leave my room, but I didn't hear anything going on. It didn't seem like there's many people in the hospital at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember actually uh, pretty clearly when I was <laughs> I was in the shower uh, because they had given me a shower to kind of cope with the contractions and whatnot. Uh, I had hit the emergency button because they had, you know, they said, if I needed anything, just, you know, press the red button. Right. Um, so I wanted the nurse to come help me for a second. And all I heard was like six nurses just run because everything was just so quiet and empty I just heard six nurses just run to the the shower so fast and they're like what's wrong what's wrong like I'm sorry I just wanted to talk to the nurse she told me that I could you know press the button if I needed anything and um yeah it's just that they they didn't have many people in there so all the nurses were just tending to me it seemed like anyways (laughs) yeah oh wow yeah Susie brings aren't nurses amazing they really are like i i had such a good experience with the nurses like they're so helpful and you can tell that they were very very passionate about their job and you know what they were doing so that that made me feel more safe and it helped make the experience a lot more enjoyable I was always shocked that they did that every day. They would come home and do that again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I almost say like, I'm kind of jealous. Like you get to just touch all these newborn babies like (laughs) every single day. (laughs) But yeah, to, to be able to, yeah, do that every single day with that amount of care. um, It's just amazing. Yeah. The nurses, I delivered at the women's hospital, the new one. Um, uh, Yeah. So that it was really it was a really beautiful experience overall. The nurses made it um, r- truly uh, memorable, for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. Susie, you got anything to add or ask? Uh, no, just make sure that, you know, you have support and that you have people who can help you and um, that you're not taking too much on by yourself. And honestly, if this is all you get done today, you have done an amazing job. There is <laughs> nothing else that you need to do today except feed and snuggle that baby. That is number one. Right. And, you know, to not beat yourself up about, you know, whatever it is that you think you need to get done literally everything else can wait you are doing fantastic just being right there doing exactly what you're doing right now so yeah, yeah. awesome thank you it's nice it's nice to hear that because some days oh oh <laughs> that's okay what does he weigh right now um he weighed nine pounds five ounces last thursday but okay. he's a he's a chunkers now i feel like he's got to be at least 10 pounds yeah yeah he was eight pounds 12 ounces when he was born so oh that's great yeah Yeah. he was a very very healthy baby I'm very lucky and he's he's pretty calm for the most part and um I I I truly believe that uh you know being active 
uh, has made him a calmer baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be your weights for now. <laughs> yeah, and I love it because as he grows, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll just keep getting stronger. So I'll just have a constant increasing weight. <laughs> and you'll work your core muscles because it's not just like a flat weight. He is like all over the place, right? So exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I so wanted to say, uh, pardon? I was, I wanted to say, Jesse, in my old life, I actually taught fitness for 18 years. And, um, with my second baby, uh, I taught when I was up to eight months and, um, my wow. first baby, I, I didn't, I, I felt very sick. Um, but anyways, you're so bang on when you say going into the pregnancy, being fit and continuing to maintain that level of fitness with some level of caution, but, right. um, but you can do a lot when you're, you're pregnant, as you know. And oh yes. Oh yes. I, yeah, definitely. The recovery and uh, your, what your body does and, and going back to where you were at um, it, it just happens and, uh, you'll absolutely get back to where you are and your body knows what it's doing and it takes its time to some degree. But, um, I, I just remember feeling, um, being so thankful that I maintained that level of fitness, um, because, uh, you go through labor, you have this baby, you have this responsibility and, um, you need to be strong and you, and you need to be capable and you need to haul those buckets around and get up in the middle of the night and all of that. And I'm yes. grateful that I, I had that. So yeah, that, that's another thing too. Yeah. Just, just being able to handle the weight of the baby, like just having that strength to, to care for him and get up in the middle of the night and feed him and or just even holding the baby in your arms. Like it can be a workout if the baby's breastfeeding for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes sometimes like it can, it can be a workout for sure. You, you feel it. It's, it definitely helps being strong. <laughs> Yeah. And the twisting of putting that bucket in the car seat. I mean, this is 20 some years ago. My children are so big now. Oh, yeah. Adults. But uh, just the twisting. Oh, and then yeah. I, I wanted to, like, I had like, you know, the fancy one that what's your name had on that TV show, just with the, remember they were just the one handle thing and it was supposed yeah. to be ergonomic. And that was the worst. I ended up like with two hands kind of clunking around <laughs> bruises on my legs because the thing would be hitting me. And, oh my God. That is the worst. Yeah. yeah, it's almost okay. Can you walk now and get into your seat, please? I know, right? Can we just yeah. fast forward? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, they grow up so fast. So I know. I, no, don't fast forward. Enjoy every moment. <laughs> it's the best. I know. I, know. I, wish I, could, I wish I could smell that baby from here, but I'm imagining it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the baby <laughs> smell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, so um, I was going to... Well, and then Kirsten and Susie, I guess, too. Remember when you wanted to first bring the baby out and the angst? And now, poor Jesse, I can't, you know, even come, you know, are you even planning on taking Axel out? <laughs> Not for the next couple of months or maybe not till Christmas? <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Like, I really am, am nervous to bring him anywhere public really like we go on our walks in the stroller which he loves like it just calms him right down actually I'm probably gonna walk him after this because he's starting to get a little bit fussy <laughs> but um yeah it's it it's it's definitely hard not going out because I feel like uh, almost trapped in my house so 
but it, it is nice that I mean, like, it's such nice weather. Like, I can't imagine if this happened, you know, in the middle of Winnipeg winter where it's minus 40 and, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck inside just because it's so cold. Like, I feel blessed that it's so nice outside that I can still experience the outdoor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's different times, eh, Susie? Yeah, you know, I found that uh, <laughs> with the first baby, you freaked out about everything. And yeah. by the time I had my third baby, she was like at a party, I think like two days after being born. So, you know, but those were different times. Those were pre-pandemic times, right? So I think like right now, absolutely, it's about keeping, first of all, you healthy. And second of all, that means baby can be healthy, right? So Exactly. If you talked about, um, you know, how you're nursing and you're breastfeeding, baby's getting all of those excellent antibodies and all those excellent uh, things from you. And that's one of the best things you can do, number one. And number two is to really just kind of keep your bubble small, right? And, yeah. Uh, to not be afraid to, you know, I think we come from a time when people used to be kind of skittish about being a little bit germophobic when it came to their babies and stuff. But I was one of those people who would say, if you want to touch the baby, you have to wash your hands. Number one. Yeah, so for sure. Family members, right? It's just like, I'm not, this is not being impolite. This is a matter of, you know, just life and death right now. You need to wash your hands no matter what. And I think that that's just kind of, people have to be um, cognizant of that risk that's real and to, especially newborns and to just be really extra careful. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. And you and picked the right province to have uh, a COVID baby in. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We're doing, we're doing a lot better than some of the other provinces. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess too, I mean, um, you know, your mom, your mom's seen the baby and like, guess who else? Like close. Uh, honestly, really not too many people. Like, uh, my family's all in Ontario. So really the oh, only right. person from my family that's seen him, uh, was my mom. And then my sisters actually came to visit, uh, for a few days. So again, they had to self isolate for 14 days before they, you know, came to see him and so I had them, and then my uh, my boyfriend's mom and my boyfriend's dad, and then I just have one friend that came to see him, uh, and she's actually been helping me a lot. Like she comes over, and uh, you know she'll hold him while I do the dishes, or do the laundry, or sanitize his bottles, or whatever. Right. So uh, she's been a big help. But every time, you know, they anybody comes over to touch the baby wants to hold the baby or before they even come in the house like they sanitize and um they wear masks and they just wash their hands every single time you know they want to do you have um do you have a baby sling yet i do i actually haven't used it yet (laughs) oh my gosh okay those are amazing because i know i didn't have it with because I didn't have anything else to do. So I just held them all the time. But with my second, I wore my second baby all the time because I needed my hands free. So, you know, to make lunch for the little, uh, my other one, or even just to fold a little pal laundry, whatever it was, that baby wearing sling was a lifesaver. So highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Okay. I got to start. I got to get using that then. It's, it's one of those wraps. So I got to learn. <laughs> 
cancel every time I put it on or I, I would get trapped in it. But no, it's a really great thing. And there's tons of Facebook groups that um, can help you with like some tips and some tricks about wearing them and how to use them, whatever. But they are lifesavers. They're so great. <laughs> you know, really, your boyfriend could wear it too if he, if he is so inclined. Like all those things just really kind of give you an extra set of hands to do things. Yeah. 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 You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I'm going to make that my task of the day. <laughs> I'm so old that the one that I bought came with like an instructional video from DVD, but I'm sure you can find a video on Instagram on how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With na with nowadays technology. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <sighs> Pretty sure mine came with a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just look at the thing and I'm like, how am I supposed to use this? Like, it's so long. It just looks like this crazy contraption. But I mean, Everyone uses it, so it must it must work. <laughs> Susie, can you position and it just keeps baby so happy? Sorry, can you position it differently so like it's yeah, on you, you or sure on can. like a sling? Oh, okay, yeah. so gotcha. you can put them on your depending on what yeah. age they are. For newborns, you want them flat against your chest and sort of close to your heartbeat, right? But as they get older, you can put them on your hip. You can put them even behind, like whatever you want, right? But wow. it's basically yeah. just a long piece of fabric that yeah. you can again pretzel tie into any number of different configurations and I'm sure you can even wear it as a dress after I don't know but it's just very <laughs> multifunctional and it does an amazing job of giving you your hands back really yeah oh, and wow. keeping baby happy close to you yeah so I'm surprised he well he's a little fussy right now but he's fine just facing away from you or no no his face yeah up. I'm trying to just switch it up I find he gets bored so he's got a <laughs> <laughs> he's, not open, he's not opening his eyes. He's just like, oh, oh. Then he looks yeah. like passed out. <laughs> I know he's like half asleep. He's like he might he might just be like, hey mom, stop talking. I want to sleep. <laughs> or he wants to be fed. Whichever. Yeah. It's probably that time actually. I'm starting to leak a little bit just hearing him cry. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, well, you know what? If you have to go, uh, Jesse, you know, that's okay. I'll stay on with, with Kirsten and Susie for a little bit more, but my goodness. So we want an update on him, too, and then when you're ready to do your postnatal um, exercises and stuff, we'll have you back for a full-on set and see how the baby's doing, too. Yeah, that would, that would be great. I would love, I would love to share that with you guys. Yes. And, one, and you know, Jesse, like not just for you, but for any other moms who are watching, you may feel today that you're doing great and you know, you're, you've got everything under control, but there is nothing wrong with asking for help. Mm -hmm. New moms are going through so much physically, emotionally, mentally. If you need help with something, please reach out and let somebody, you know, let somebody else do your dishes for you while you go for a nap with your baby or whatever it might be. But yeah. Uh, on Twitter a couple days ago and uh, if I had my dream job in the future it would be like a postpartum doula which basically is you go in and help new moms right so it's like you go and rest you concentrate on feeding your baby I will make sure that your dishes are done your laundry is done you know everything else like that and all of those support systems really help and even if you're not feeling you know uh, great one day next day will be better and all of those support systems are there for you and to just really reach out and ask for that help if you need it. Amazing, yeah. And you're Thanks. doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and your boyfriend must be so happy too. Oh yeah, he it was actually his first time ever holding a baby <laughs> ever. So it was it was really cute just 
you know, watching him for the first time, like hold him. He's like just this new dad and he's just this whole new experience for him, but he's, he's just loving it. <laughs> and so will Axel be a bodybuilder too? Or will definitely be something to do with fitness? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's going to be coming into the gym with me as soon as I can. So he, we're starting him young. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so I'm looking forward to, um, you know, and Alistair and I had, had, had talked and he said, you know, whenever you want to come work out, just bring, bring Axel with you and, you know, we can, uh, we can get him all involved too. So that's, it's nice that I have that option to bring him into the gym with me. So that's and good. He's, uh, they're expecting a child in September. So yeah. Axel will have a little playmate. I know. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> So no doubt they'll probably be starting like a baby kind of uh, fitness class. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, they will be, uh, yeah, they'll be hitting the ground running. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask you too, Jesse, before you leave is um, what is, I guess, not, not only to have health and, and happiness, but what are some of the things, hopes and wishes you have for Axel? I know he's uh, just a, a newborn, but. <laughs> well, I just, I just want him to be just to be happy and healthy. Uh, that's the most important thing is that he's healthy and, uh, you know, that he takes on, you know, whatever task he wants to do with, with, with joy. And, you know, I don't want him to ever feel pressured to, um, to have to do anything. You know, I just want him to do what he wants to do and, as long as it makes him happy, then I'm happy. <laughs> and, you know, even if he doesn't want to, you know, be in the gym or whatever, if he, you know, wants to dance or whatever it is, right, I just want him to be happy doing it. And if I can inspire him to, you know, be healthy and active, then, you know, that's a bonus for sure. But um, I'm sure because my boyfriend is also really into fitness as well. I think that it's going to be inevitable that <laughs> he falls into that path as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we won't make him suffer anymore. It looks like he is ready to have something or go. He's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pulling at your hair. He's hungry. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see you, Jesse. We'll keep in touch. Okay. For sure. Thank you so much for uh, this chat. It was great meeting you all. Yes. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Jesse, and taking the time. My pleasure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Say bye, Abby. Bye. Bye. Happy lunch. So cute. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Kristen, you're right. That head of hair is amazing. Oh, I know. My, I had one baby that had a full head of hair and we left like patting it down from the hospital and trying to put barrettes in it to keep it down and the other one that was bald completely bald <laughs> uh, what about yours Susie uh full heads of hair pretty much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mine were um, well not not so thick but there was definitely oh. hair yeah 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 not as thick as that no he's gonna be a big boy a very yeah. big boy yeah Aww. Um, so, you know what, I wanted to, there was a lot of things happening, um, and I know that you know, we had Jesse on, so it was a very happy moment, but, like, things are just getting, are, are they going a little, like, like, mixed messages, craziness, like, 
this whole border crossing thing. They, you know, borders are closed, but no, how many cars are going through, like hundreds of cars are going through across. Uh, Disney World open, like. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Did your kids, Susie, say, hey, let's go to Disney World? <laughs> no. No, absolutely no. not. We're there so glad that we went a few years ago when it was still okay to go. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Keep, like, keep the keep the border closed and keep Canadians safe. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And then, okay, so mandatory masks here in Winnipeg. Thoughts? Is that a thing now? Forever, so. Well, no, well, there was a protest um, yeah. a few days ago against it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's looking quite like it might be mandatory. And, uh, but yes, you'll see, yeah, you just keep on wearing yours, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, um, my mom was in the hospital a few years ago with a near death lung infection. Right. And so she is hugely immunocompromised already. My husband is also immunocompromised and, um, yeah, I'm just going to be wearing masks whenever I'm out in public and in a store or anything like that. And I think that it's the easiest thing that you can do to uh, take care of yourself and to take care of others. And, you know, also, if we're looking at getting kids uh, back to school sometime in the future, as a parent, you should be modeling that behavior for your children. And they'll take their, they'll take their cues from you. And showing, I've seen little ones, like little, little ones, like two years old, wearing them at Safeway when they're with their moms. And they're doing so good. And I say to them, like, you're doing so great, buddy. Like you know, whatever, superhero mask or whatever it might be, like, good job, right? These kids are not, they're smart, they can do this. And these people, I'm interested by some of the Facebook posts that I see of, um, you know, people making fun of the kids and how they're going to, you know, not use the masks properly or this and that. And it's just like, okay, but it's like any other safety thing that we have, whether it's a seatbelt or a helmet or whatever, like, just teach the kids how to use it and they'll be fine with it, you know? I think that we need to normalize that activity and that behavior to move us forward through this pandemic and to prevent a second wave. And especially living here, like you said, Manitoba, we're very lucky living here. We don't have the same numbers that other provinces have, and let's keep it that way by doing those kind of behaviors. I know, and, and the numbers are slowly uh, rising again too in Canada. I mean, BC, it, there's a big outbreak again, and still Ontario. We are just a few plane rides away from numbers increasing, so we really need to be careful. Really yeah. need to be careful. I think if the science dictates that uh, we need to wear masks, it's just that simple. And I still, I watch um, the news from time to time. I try not to watch too much of CNN because it makes me crazy. But I don't understand the debate. Like, if the science is there and you need to wear a mask, I, I just don't understand. I guess it goes along with holding, um, you know, defending your property and, and owning a gun. I don't know, but it's, it's a mask. Like, I don't understand it. And like you said, you know, as, as we talk about, you know, the science, the science is changing as we learn more about this virus and how it operates. And as we learn more about how they're, you know, using science to find a vaccine to battle this, the science is going to evolve. The science is going to change. So to say, you know, we were told that they weren't effective. Okay, but now science has proved that they are effective. And so we need to adapt and change to that. I think that we need to be, um, again, doing whatever we can to protect not just ourselves, but the rest of our neighbors and citizens around us as well. Yeah. You know, my daughter went into work this morning, my 22-year-old who does hair, and uh, I, I drove her to work, and she was just having one of those mornings. And um, she actually just had a moment and, and had some tears. And she's like, you don't understand 
how hard it is to wear a mask all day while you're doing hair and you're blow drying, and you're talking and you can't pull it down and you're trying to be respectful and you're working within these parameters of what happens in salons. Does she ever think for a moment, I'm not gonna wear a mask or this is not, like um, it's just that simple. So if somebody in that line of work can do that for eight hours a day, five days a week, um, I'm, I'm sure someone could wear their mask in the safe way. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I uh, actually too, uh, on that, uh, Kirsten, we were at, uh, well, we were at Joey and yeah. all of them had these clear masks on, like, so they're like plexiglass, but you could see, it was like from a distance, you could see their whole face, you could, yeah. you know, hear them, whatever, and it has like a little chin guard. And all of the girls said, this is so much better, so much better. You can breathe more because, you know, there's air going both in and underneath, but you still have that protective um, exposure uh, there. But uh, no, it, it is, it's just putting on a, a, a real, I see a real downer or like a stress, right? On all of those you know, hospitality people. Well, and the thing is too, is that, you know, I tweeted about this uh, early on in the pandemic about how I'm seeing uh, stories from retail, especially of staff who work in retail establishments or restaurant or even hairstylists now, and people being abusive to these staff, right? And it's just like, I have no patience for that. I cannot stand by and watch you abuse an employee for doing their job, asking you to put on a mask in their establishment to keep everybody safe. Like there is just, there's no reason any of that is necessary. And it's really time, I think, that employers and businesses step up and say, if you cannot abide by these rules, you cannot come back into this business. You cannot abuse my staff this way. And it's really incumbent upon employers to put their staff first, not the customer, but put your employees first and protect them. And if that means banning people from your store, then you have to do that. I'm sorry, but you have to put those employees first. They are being not just, you know, psychologically and verbally abused, but every day, like you said with your daughter, going into work during this pandemic is an extra challenge and they don't need any extra stress to make them doing their jobs any more difficult or scary. That's not appropriate right now at all, or ever actually, not appropriate. But it's causing- Totally agree. Yeah, but it is causing a rift, you know? And I, and I think that's why, you know, Kirsten, you're saying that you don't understand it's just a mask. Is it a rift though? Because I think majority of people will abide, you know, the rules, but there's always going to be that fraction of people who think that they're special, think that they're exceptional or whatever it might be, and they ruin it for everybody else. Isn't that how we got here? Like, yeah. if only everybody would do what was best for everybody, we could keep these numbers low. Other provinces could see their numbers go down. Like, we need to think long-term here, not just short-term. And the reality is people have been wearing masks in Asia for years. When I was there 30 years ago, people were wearing them, you know? So like, let's, let's keep some perspective on this. And it's not just even for say COVID, but I mean, even for cold and flu season, that could reduce the number of illnesses there for years to come, right? To keep that hand washing protocols in place, keep your masks on and to learn how to live with this new, I don't know, germ barrier kind of life, it would put us all in a much better place. Well, I think, yeah, I, Susie, you're right. It's, and I think it's just going to be a, a way of, a way of life, you know, right? 
It's just something that you just do. You don't even think about it. You just put your mask on, you know, yeah. so, until we can all, <laughs> I don't know. It's just getting crazy. Kirsten, did you and Charlotte go to uh, Hani's uh, present, uh, presentation or? We did not get there because Charlotte had a, a commitment she couldn't get out of. But um, I really enjoyed um, that episode and, and the conversations that came out of that. It's, uh, you know, again, I, I keep going back to, um, you know, being so glad we live in this province and in Canada as I, as I watch things going on in other parts of the world and other neighbors that I, I won't mention of Canada. But, uh, um, you know, Canadians, I find, um, are, are just more open-minded and have a better sense of community and, and good for all. Uh, maybe I'm naive. Uh, I know it's not 100% that way by any means, but I think there's um, a, a strong core belief amongst most Canadians about uh, the good of the community and others. Um, that I think is the difference between us and, and uh, a neighbor of the South, which I won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also just like being able to, to talk and chat and to have the conversation. So last week, Susie, yeah, unfortunately, uh, you couldn't join us, but Hani was back on. And you know what, they're doing these uh, different lunchtime series now throughout the summer. And it's really to engage conversation. So this last one was about reconciliation and what it really means. And they had representatives, Sandy Clayton and another gentleman too, but um, also giving the community a voice too, so they could ask questions. And then, so, and then the next one I think would be really interesting is about, um, you know, getting people to tell their stories about discrimination of any kind that they felt or had. And they're, ha they're having some uh, quite well-known guest speakers too as well, but, you know, all of these things and talking about them. And so Susie, yeah, uh, you know, this talk about the race to find a vaccine and, you know, who will get it and, you know, what are, we won't know the side effects, you know, for a, for a long, long time. And um, yeah, um, I can see people that would be against taking the vaccination too. But, you know, and here again, it's a simple thing. You know, this is like a, a cure, but, again, you're going to have that small percentage that are going to be raising the fears. You know, we, 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 can't, we can't give equal footing to, um, to scientists and to researchers and to medical experts. You know, um, Dr. Dr. Rusin, you know, who we listen to in our briefings every single day. I can't give the same level of um, respect and listening to somebody who has a YouTube education. Like, I'm just not going to do that with my life. Okay. So I respect science. Thank you. I understand that science evolves. I have vaccinated my children. I worked with nurses for years and you're never going to convince me that a YouTube education is the same or a Google education is the same as everything that we're doing on this side. Like, that's just not how I see the world. And, um, the fact that we give equal footing to these things and say that, you know, oh, well, this side has to have, you know, an opinion too. Yeah, no, actually they don't because the scientists who have, you know, millions of dollars of funding and peer reviewed studies and everything else to go along with it. Those are the people that I'm going to listen to. Thank you very much. Yeah. And done. <laughs> okay. I know you didn't have to sell me, but you know, I was just, uh, just wondering how you're feeling there, but now, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, and again, I do know that. 
<laughs> I'm trying to be polite as I'm explaining this, but I think the face can tell you exactly what I'm trying to say. So yeah, you know, like, let's be real about this and that, you know, there isn't both sides to this and that obviously more research is needed and people are doing that. Amazing people around the world are working in universities and in hospitals right now, every single day, trying to figure out how they're going to craft this vaccine to make it the most effective and with the least amount of side, side effects, all of these things, right? And to both sides, a conspiracy theory or anything like that, I have no patience for that. I have no time for that. I want to raise scientists and engineers in this, in this house, in this city, in this country. That's what we need. We need more scientists, more engineers, more nurses, more doctors, not more YouTube conspiracy theorists. No, I don't need Canada's GDP to be relying on that. Thank you very much. Oh, you've just quashed everything now for all those people, excuse me. You just dropped the big book on them and squashed them, but. Um, I yeah, but you know, and, but what's very disheartening is those are the things that get sensationalized and whatever, and then, then other conversations start, right? And then you just gotta like go, okay, really? You know, look at the source and where it's coming from. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Well, okay, so next week, I was thinking, uh, while the NHL starts again and everybody's like, oh, yay, live sports, and uh, the CFL, there's a good chance that it will start with a shortened season, and Winnipeg might very well be the home base for all the football games, which is great, right? Or not. I don't know. But we'll... We'll talk about it because that means a lot of guys coming from all different sorts and parts of the country. It means travel, right? It means uh, travel. It means travel. Outsiders and yeah. Yeah. So anyways, and uh, you know, whatever new thing happens our way in this next little few days. But uh, yeah. So we'll see you next week. Um, hopefully Carla can come. Charlotte will be back. She couldn't come today and uh, she sends her regrets, but love to, we'd love to see Robin again and see what she's been up to. I know you girls have been really busy with all of the peer support. So um, that's yeah, awesome. Robin was on um, CJOB this morning talking um, about suicide. Um, she always calls it the S word. So I haven't listened to that interview yet, but um, yeah, she's busy doing her thing and um, lots of good things happening. And uh, she, I'll pass that message along. Yeah, yeah. She's always a, an inspiration. So, yeah. yeah. Always. It's so good to see you, Susie, and your beautiful J-Lo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me. So me and J-Lo have the same birthday. And it's actually this Friday. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we're going to celebrate our birthday this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, just make sure um, her husband is somewhere in the background next week it's almost leo season as i said on instagram today yeah so <laughs> to all the leos out there yeah yay you rock okay <laughs> okay so until um, next week we're gonna wash our hands wear our masks and be good to each other yes yeah love you awesome. guys okay yeah. we'll bye bye thanks for listening this has been a production of i like Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.